we know that God works through the weakest. And this is the mystery that Pope Francis is showing us. Most of them might not even heard about Jesus Christ yet. By a visit to Mongolia, the Pope demonstrates his profound belief in the value of interfaith dialogue and understanding. Vatican Viewpoint, the church in the world, seen from Rome. A podcast produced by Vatican Radio. I'm your host, Devin Watkins. Mongolia. Pope Francis makes a four-day apostolic journey to the Asian nation on August 31st to September 4th, 2023. So this week on Vatican Viewpoint, we're learning more about Mongolia's tiny Catholic church and why the Pope is traveling 7,000 kilometers to become the first Pope to ever visit the country. majority are not Catholics because all the country, the basic religion is shamanism. But if I count our parish, there could be maybe 70 baptized Catholics in the 20 years history of the parish. But majority of the Catholics are not anymore there. We are in nomadic country, therefore in that nature is the move from one place to another. It may not seem like it, but Christianity first arrived in Mongolia in the 7th century when Nestorian Christians of the ancient Syriac tradition settled there. Roman Catholicism came to Mongolia in the 13th century during the Mongol Empire. Pope Innocent IV sent an Italian Franciscan friar to the court of the Khan in 1245. Majority of the target group in our church are not baptized people. The children, youth, adult, because we are in mission country. So what happened? Pro-Soviet communism took over in 1924 and Christianity was completely eliminated. During the communism, there was no Christian, no Bible. Absolutely, we didn't know anything about Christianity. Everything was prohibited and everything was not allowed. Even single person bringing the Bible to my country was prohibited. That's Dr. Amarshikan Batsar. He's a Christian dentist born and raised in Mongolia. And Mongolia, as you know, 800 years ago, the Mongolia tried to communicate in many ways, Roman Pope and also the European, Western European people, in order to exchange the Christian views and so many things. But after all, during the 15th century, Mongolia fall in the Buddhism and Mongolia is just over 400 years of Buddhism. Then since 1921 to since 1990, when Mongolia were under the communist regime. Then in 1992, after the Soviet Union fell, Mongolia embraced democracy and allowed religious freedom. Since 1990, Mongolia moved to a democratic country. Now, last 33 years, Mongolia enjoying the democracy and, of course, the freedom to know God and how God is so powerful. Now let's talk statistics. Mongolia has a landmass of around 1.5 million square kilometers, or roughly the size of the U.S. state of Alaska, with a population of under 3.5 million. Around 30% of them are nomadic or semi-nomadic, meaning they move around frequently. 
Over 45% of Mongolians live in the capital, Ulaanbaatar, where Pope Francis is going. Now is the Mongolian population nearly 2%. Exactly 1.9% are the Christians. Our duty in last 30 years, we have from 0 to 2% of the population is a very big change and transformation. As a medical doctor, I, we have to love the people and we have to cure people physically and spiritually. When the first three missionaries arrived in the Mongolian capital in 1992, not even a single Catholic resided in the country. So the church had to be established from nothing, in a place where very few people speak any language besides Mongolian. Yeah, therefore, we are evangelizing, and there are some community of the faithful, but the majority of the people around us are not Christian, not baptized people. Some of them thinking about baptism, they are in preparation, some of them just researching what is going on. Therefore, this is like mission mission country. We are open for all. Silesian Father Jaroslav Brakowski there. He's from the Czech Republic and he runs a parish on the outskirts of Ulaanbaatar. In Shoa, we are blessed. In this village, around 3,000, 4,000 people. And we are blessed because our staff saying, Church, this our holy family parish, nobody has nothing against this parish. Even we are different like religion than is like traditional but we are nicely accepted. As in any economically challenged mission territory, the church combines material aid and spiritual support to meet the complex needs of the people she serves. For man cannot live by bread alone, but he does need bread and water. People around us, they live in gears like the tent, Mongolian tents, or very really in poor condition. They have no drinking water or any running water in their houses usually. They must carry water from the well. We have one parish well. And in the part of the village is really the blessing the well, but not only well, but even our openness for activities with children, youth and adults. Therefore, we are really nice to accept it. You're listening to Vatican Viewpoint. This week, we're looking ahead to Pope Francis's apostolic journey to Mongolia. We've got a better understanding of life there. Now let's focus on the Pope's visit. The Pope's presence in our nation signifies a commitment to promoting peace, dialogue and understanding among diverse culture and religion. We are preparing to welcome His Holiness with warm hospitality and utmost respect. That's Gerauma Dawasurang. She's the ambassador of Mongolia to the Holy See. Mongolia is a nation where Buddhism has deep roots and we have fostered a culture of peaceful coexistence between various uh, religions, communities, including Catholics. In this sense, contemporary Mongolia is continuing the tradition established during the Mongol Empire when different religions coexisted peacefully. The Pope's visit presents a unique opportunity to highlight various aspects of Mongolia's socio-political landscape. There are 1,500 Catholics in Mongolia. Did I forget to mention that? This is a Pope of the peripheries. We are very grateful that Pope Francis has chosen to show his closeness to the Catholic community in Mongolia. 
our ties with the Holy See have grown stronger and more vibrant, and we have cooperated on various issues, including education, health, and culture. The Catholic Church's contribution in these areas have had positive impact on the lives of many Mongolians, in particular those in vulnerable groups. Interreligious dialogue and ecumenism are a staple of the church in Mongolia, especially since around half of the population is Buddhist, 3% are Muslim, and 2% are Protestant. Anticipating the Pope's visit, we also look forward to the promotion of interfaith dialogue and the cultivation of respect of diverse beliefs. This can be also the great contribution to maintaining peace and stability in our region and the world. Now let's zoom in on St. Thomas Aquinas Church in the heart of Ulaanbaatar to get a picture of the local Catholic community. So we have basically a mix of uh, foreigners and local uh, faithfuls that we have here. We basically have 17, counting the adults, 17 uh, faithfuls. And with the children, we can be around 25 to 30 Mongolians and around 30 foreigners also from different countries. We have Americans, we have Portuguese, Brazilians, Malaysians, Filipinos, and a lot more others. That's Father J. Mark Gutierrez, a Filipino missionary priest and member of the Immaculate Heart of Mary Congregation. He's the pastor of St. Thomas Aquinas Parish. Because we are situated just a kilometer away from the parliament or the central square, Therefore, it, we are very accessible actually to the foreigners who are here in, in Ulaanbaatar for business or for tourists. Because we are in the middle of the city, it's difficult for us to wait for the people to come and be interested with the faith. So we basically sort out. We go to the 10th district and uh, try to establish some activities there, such as the livelihood programs and some charity works. We give some uh, food materials to some people, or if they need something from us, then uh, we try to help them. And how are Catholics viewed by the majority of Mongolians, according to Father Jay? So when we say that we are from the Catholic Church, so they, they will have like a notion, what is that actually? And then we just explain to them the Catholic Church is established by Jesus Christ and all these things, and we come here to help you, give you something for livelihood, something like that. And they are open, actually. Last thing, why is the Pope coming to Mongolia? He's coming to visit us. He's coming to foster that uh, unity, that we are not actually left out. They might be thinking that the Catholic Church is just someone else's project, and we come to them and introduce it to them, and the, we, we tell them that it's not. We are actually in union with the whole Catholic Church in the whole world. We are not alone. And the Pope is actually a sign of our unity. Thank you for joining us here on Vatican Viewpoint. We'll be back again next week.